0: Welcome to Seat Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. So, episode 113, thirteen—the brand new year, first episode of 2014. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I would love to say, oh my gosh, we've had the most bipolar weather again in Texas, and oh wait, no, we still have, I think Saturday when we were at the race in uh, Bridgeport, Texas, it was like 60 degrees, it was awesome practice weather, woke up, it was 17 degrees, and it had like a wind chill of like 8, by the time we raced, it was 30 degrees, this is at 9am, it was 30 degrees with a wind chill of 10. Um it was very very interesting. Obviously with all the guests that we're going to have tonight, I know that we're going to talk a lot about things that have been going on. We've got 2 weeks of catch up on. Lots of news has gone on. Uh, we've got some fantastic guests this evening where we're going to talk with. Of course, we've got Wes Williams. We've talked about uh, Verb Wes, as those on the interwebs do know him. And uh, Jacob Argubright going to be on a little bit after that. Um, so house cleaning type stuff. For you guys who don't know, this is Seat Time. This is the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. If you like beer drinking and bin racing through all the kinds of stuff that's going on in the moto industry, specifically off-road, this is the place that you should do it. Um, we'd love you to check out our site, SeatTime.co, is where you can archive uh, we archive all the shows for you to check out after the fact, and of course, Stitcher and iTunes. If you don't follow us, please do there, um, and you can get updated with all the audio versions of our shows. Um, remember, seattime.bigcartel.com is a place where you can go help support Seatime, Time, uh, pick up a little paraphernalia, if you will, of some of our offerings out there. We can't do this show without uh, the likes of Fly Racing. Uh, PowerSport Graphics, Stillwell Performance, and Fast Company. Those guys are great, great supporters. Uh, We'll obviously talk about them a little bit more during the show, but got to give them their due diligence because they're fantastic people. Uh, As you can tell, uh, Rachel Gudish, uh, she sent us one of her Fly jerseys. Uh, This is one of the ones from when she was going to the World X Games. Uh, Definitely appreciate that. We've got another jersey here from Justin Sode. It's not Fly, but we'll let it slide. Uh, He signed it and sent it to us so it can go on the wall. And uh, he sent us a couple signed posters as well, so we may not get to it tonight. But soon, we're going to make sure we give these away to people out there. And this is cool, too, that Cycra makes these for him. Little Justin sewed stuff so that he can have his number on it. We might make sure that some of you guys get those as well. So, it's been an interesting start to the beginning of the year. We've already got technical difficulties out the ass. We thought we left them behind in 2013. We did not but let's get to our first guest Wes Williams how is your evening going kind sir
1: oh man it's been great I mean I, uh, I see those jerseys back there the number one thing I need to point out is you're missing mine I think
0: it's <laughs> fly.
1: it would look great right there it's got a big number one on there and it looked great in your studio
0: yeah as we were talking about you're definitely number one in our hearts so, yeah, to, yep. to have one of your number one jerseys on the wall would uh, would be something special.
1: I know. It'd probably be a dream come true for you guys for
0: sure. <laughs> There's a lot of dreams that come true in this studio. <laughs> I'm not going to lie.
1: I, I can notice by the couch. So that's not <laughs> easier, yeah, typically, te- I
0: don't like to sit on that side because that's the dirtier side. So, I just co- Ooh, okay. cover everything up and just, you know. I mean, is that
1: for this camera angle? <laughs> is it normally pointed a little bit more down?
0: Yeah, that's for my other show. It goes live on Thursday nights. That's that's not beer drinking and bench racing though. There's all kinds of anonyms and synonyms that'll just get me in trouble. Yeah, we don't want yep, to go yep. there. Uh, I
1: paraphernalia, I thought that was a great uh, addition to the big cartel. It seems like per- paraphernalia, beer drinking, and bench racing is uh, my kind of thing. So I'm I'm glad I could be
0: on. Heck yeah! Well, we're very very uh, thankful that you were able to come on and that we could have you. What are you you raising your hands all crazy like? What's going on over there?
1: What in the hell? We're
0: down. Oh, yeah, we're down. We got something odd uh, going.
1: David Iser would be pounding his fist on the table right
0: now. You got that right. Ugh. Is he... Uh, on, uh, we're live again? Let,
1: let's try it again.
0: All right. So apparently everything says that we're going again, so we're just going to see what happens. So we've got uh, Wes Williams here. Wes. We're thankful that you're on. It's going to be a great show. I just want to know, what have you been up to? We've had two weeks off. We've done all kinds of fun stuff. What were your holidays like?
1: Um, well, let's see. I, I pretty much just film all the time, so it, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. We, we did actually celebrate New Year's in fine fashion here in San Clemente, California, in nice warm weather. Even back east, uh, where I'm from, it got crazy cold, and I think today it was 7 degrees. So I'm very thankful to be here. I went to the beach three times today, and uh, yeah, it's been good.
0: You suck. <laughs> you suck. So you, were you like at the beach filming or were you at the, like at the beach in the no, water?
1: No. I, I. Well, see, the thing is I hate cold water, so I haven't quite mustered the courage to get in the water yet. I just go usually with a nice warm coffee cup with the sun beating down like early in the morning, just get the brainwaves flowing a little bit. So uh, yeah, but I, I haven't gotten in yet. I think I've, I've been in California for like six years and I've literally gotten in the water once. It's that like cold.
0: So, so you're, you're not a surfer. <laughs> well, what you're not, not
1: yet, not yet. I'm actually working on it. Next time you talk to me, I'll yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it happen.
0: Six more years from now, you're, yes, you're, it's gonna happen.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, what's been funny is uh, this is my layer here at our at our house that I usually have on headphones and sit here and get in my little zone. So I've actually been doing a lot of video editing over the past couple of weeks uh, since Christmas, since it's kind of been slow and everybody's been getting ready for Supercross. So been yeah. a nice time to get in my zone and uh, pump out some videos
0: absolutely well we've had all kinds of crazy news that has come out um i think some of the bigger uh, news in the off-road world of things was that the, they officially announced the husky off-road team uh, we've got to see a lot of good things from those guys already with jacob Argubright already kind of winning uh you know the first race for the the new north america husky team um being that you're over kind of over there on the west coast what do you think about the whole ktm husky deal is it you know i mean just are you excited about it what, what's your thoughts
1: yeah, you know what, as far as KTM goes, I think it's a, it's really cool that they, they took over the brand. I mean, KTM's such a reputable bike now that I, I feel like their influence on the Husky is going to make it just yet another outlet for people to buy um, a, a really nice bike, so um, I, I think it's a great move on their part. I mean, KTM's core to the bone now, and I think it shows across Europe, off-road, and now in motocross and supercross, even the amateur ranks, I mean, they're making that big push. uh that just gives them another outlet to, to keep doing their thing and, and be just one hell of a badass brand.
0: Yeah. It's interesting too that they're kind of saying that they want Husky, or Husky will be kind of their Lexus, um, you know, yeah. the, their premium brand. That blows my mind, um, that that somebody is that, uh, they feel that their brand is that stable um, mm-hmm. in, in the moto world that they can essentially feel like they can have a premium brand to that motorcycle. Yep. That's, that's yeah. it, it's interesting.
1: You know what amazes me is uh, just the, the mindset of KTM. Ten years ago, people weren't really that into it. Now, it's like the bike to have. So, I mean, it's cool. I, I bet they're saying now, hey, let's take another another brand that's not quite so uh, reputable and, and turn it into something that is Alexis or whatever. I mean, I think anything KTM puts their their, their name behind now will we'll be able to do that. I mean, uh, but I think they're amazing bikes. And, uh man, they have vision. I've I've been in their offices quite a few times to talk about marketing, video, this, that, or the other, and I I love their vision personally, and uh, I I can't can't wait to see what they do with it.
0: Yeah, you could tell. One of the reasons that KTM, it's not just great bikes, but they have great marketing. They have people that help direct the brand and really make sure that anything that goes out of the doors that has the KTM stamp on it, and now the Husky stamp, is making sure that it's driving people towards what they want the brand to be seen as, Um, and it shows, and that's why they're so successful. When you know you could tell that the Japanese manufacturers don't do that they just don't get that um so for whatever for whatever that's worth, I might work in the ad industry I might know a little bit yeah uh I don't know
1: yeah no comment
0: yep <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when was the last time you got to ride?
1: well, um I can actually name it it was after a land supercross last year I wrote up my uh favorite track in the world Echikani, which is where we hold the verb classic and uh I didn't get to really ride all much all summer, Uh, and then I had, I I tore my rotator cuff like 10 years ago, so that's why I couldn't ride, and I got it fixed in August, so now I'm finally at the point, I can ride again, so I'm actually going to pick up a KTM.
0: Of course, as we talk about technical difficulties, our Skype connection starts to shit the bed a little bit. So. It's interesting that they're talking about the verb classic because of the fact that I've always wanted to go to that. I thought it'd be really interesting to go out there and ride with those guys. But as you know, I am not a motocross guy, and so it would be horrible if I showed up. Oh, yeah. Can we now? It would be horrible if I showed up at a motocross race. I don't know. That's what I'm just thinking. I don't need to be doing any motocross racing. Okay. Well, I have Nick Farringer when we were talking about things that would be fun to talk about on the show since it's the first one. We need some fiber in this bitch. Dude, you have no idea. All right, well, apparently we're broadcasting already. We just got the nod. Sorry for all the technical difficulties again. Some of this stuff just happens. I don't think 2014 was ready for us just yet. Shit's getting crazy <laughs> up in here. Um, so he was talking about last time that he got to go ride. It was fun because I got to go ride this past weekend. Um, I got to test out the new Fly Racing Windproof jersey, which is the bomb. I got to test out the new title gloves, which work to actually keep my fingers... Um, warm, which is a tough sell. And then of course I got the whole shot and I won my race. So Whoa.
1: it was a good That's weekend. News. That's big news. What class are we
0: talking here? Okay, so because of the fact that I was filming the long program, which is where the pros race, typically I would race in like the thirty plus A class, but this is okay. the short course sportsman class. But the short course sportsman class is all the A guys that are on staff that can't race during the A race you know, so it's like it was actually even though it's in the short program, it's actually a stacked class uh, for being in the short program. So uh, I was happy to – I rode really good. I hadn't felt that good on a bike in a long time. And so for what it's worth, I was really excited about it. and It was balls of the walls awesome.
1: Well, when I ride, I can literally do about three corners before my arms fall off. So I'm. it sounds like you're pretty impressive actually.
0: Oh, yes. That's what the, <laughs> the, la- the ladies would say the same thing. I, I can imagine. <laughs> well, uh <laughs> I wanted to know a little bit more about this verb source. What can you c- give a little bit more explanation on what that is? And obviously, on Instagram and different things, we get a little bit of a verb. I would from yeah, the, the you, mouth.
1: Okay, so there, there's a lot of great minds over here, at verb, and a lot of times we have different opinions on where we want to post certain content or do this or that. And our main core group wants to. Well, all of us, all of us want to keep the verb name extremely elite with prestigious photos and. and and just content that makes you want to come back and there's a place where industry news needs to go where contest uh, can be shown you can win things and all all the stuff that all these crazy awesome companies um, are trying to publicize there needs to be a place for that but it's hard to put that on say verb moto Instagram where we want everything to be just that next level look and feel and so it's like you know what let's start another Another Instagram and uh, and part of our site where it allows us a place to promote all the all the things that are worthy of promoting. I mean, in this day and age, you get PRs from everybody and their brother, and it's, it's really hard to sift through what you want. But man, if you look at Verb Source, there's been so many awesome things. Like today, uh, we posted one about winning Andrew Short's helmet, and I mean, we pretty much have one for every single day of the week. So you follow there, you follow the contest rules that are you know uh, depicted with each particular picture. You might walk walk away with a new set of fly gear or Andrew Short helmet or whatever have you that week. So I don't know. It's just a cool outlet for uh, for people to win stuff, really.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that because I we were talking with Rob Mitchell a little bit about before we did the show, and he was asking kind of like, "Hey, you know what happened to some of the verb selects? Does it feel like you guys have kind of gotten off the track of Verb Moto from the original days where you guys were like extremely high end uh, photography and extremely high end uh, video?" And it sounds like you guys kind of even maybe saw that you might be delving into areas that Verb Moto wasn't really originally supposed to be going down, and so you kind of created this other path for it to kind of make sure that you, it's not that you don't want to talk about it, it's just that Verb Moto is, you know, that brand. It talks about this in this fashion.
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that, that's funny that you bring that up, because I mean, that's going to really be our push this year. The, the hard thing is, is when you go to Supercrosses or Nationals, everybody's already there doing the same thing. And kind of the same content so it, it's hard to go there and put all this time and effort and energy into um creating something that isn't gonna get watched or viewed like it takes so much hard work and money to go to the national and do a uh, a verb select from a national and and to go and and work on it for three days after you get back and you busted your ass for 18 hours that day and didn't eat all day and come back and it gets 8,000 views it's kinda like hey Where would it be smarter to reinvest that time and effort into making a better product that, or a different product, I should say, that that might get some more views and more pull and uh and lead us some different directions and uh so I don't know it's just um like Steve Jobs says it's it's not necessarily about doing things better it's about doing things different and that's kind of the route we're taking this year and um especially in amateur ranks that's still a place that we're core to and. Not very many people really do outside of Loretta, So this year we're we're investing a lot of time and effort and money into getting back to the roots, going to local races, regional races, Loretta Lynn qualifiers, and uh, and putting a little more emphasis on uh, even all the amateur nationals. So um, it's all about staying true to what we do, and and I mean at the same time we we got to get views, and it's got to make sense for us to do these things. So right. uh, it's all a balancing act, and and trying to make the right decisions. And it seems every year we might. You know, go down the swiney path, and but but for the most part, um, I don't know. I, I say we stay true to what we do, and uh, we try to do it the best we can.
0: Right. No, and as long as you're, I think being conscious of that in itself is is a, is a foot in the right direction. Always, uh, I think it's sometimes when people just they're like, okay, this works, and they just keep doing that and have no thought of even looking outside at another direction, or maybe just looking from the outside in am I doing what I'm doing correctly, then that's where you just kind of start to just get, you just regurgitate I mean, the same you stuff. You know,
1: so you say that, and, and what we do does work. I mean, we could continue covering the Nationals and Supercross and everything the same way we have, it works. But when I look at it, it's like, look how many Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts are coming out of all these races. And I'm like, look how much money we spend to go to these races. They're already live on TV. There's so many other places to go. I'm like, why don't we save this money and put it somewhere where... Places actually need coverage, and I feel like we might be able to get um, a little bit more leverage and play out of the content that we're creating. Right. So if, we go, if we're going to Loretta Lynn Regionals or more off-road races, especially and uh, and regionals, like nobody's doing that stuff. So I feel like the the community will grasp onto that, and um, you know, hopefully help us help us expand our readership and audience and go to new places.
0: Well, I'm gonna be at the National Enduro in Concho, which is like the the second race. You guys should come to that one if you're wanting to do off road race. Come do a national enduro, yeah. you know. Let's get some coverage you know of that shit.
1: Me- Me- Megan Blackburn, uh, she always gets so mad at us because we we have a really small crew and um, believe it or not, we do do other jobs outside of Verb too to kind of help help fund what Verb is more or less a hobby at this point. So we all have other jobs that we have to do to help keep Verb going, and so uh, a lot of times she gets mad at us. She's like, "Hey, let's go do an off road race this weekend." I'm like, "Oh, I'm already booked. I got to go do something for." This or that, and she's like, "Damn it!" She always—I feel like she always wants to punch me in the face. So, um, but I, we're actually talking today, and uh, that's actually on my agenda. We're setting up some off-road races that I can go ahead and set aside and put in my calendar to start doing some, uh, some quote-unquote next-level content from from that stuff. So, right. Um, it's always super interesting to me, and it's on—it's it, a genre that I've never really been able to get into myself. Uh, even on the East Coast, all the GNCC races were always kind of far for me to go. So. Um, I did make a few in my day, but I haven't been to much, and I haven't even been to one out here on the West Coast. So it'll be a it'll be a fun little uh, transition for sure.
0: Yeah, um, for being you have been involved in a lot of high end uh, moto films, um, you know, helping you know maybe behind the scenes as well as filming, and maybe with some of the production values and stuff like that. And you mentioned eight thousand views, maybe being something that you guys weren't looking for. When it comes down to you, know that. What you want to see out of maybe a, a big motion predi- motion picture? What what are good numbers, or what do you expect to see when you you know post um, you know some of these videos on YouTube or trying to do all these all these other projects for other sites and stuff like it, that?
1: It, it, that's a hard question to answer because it, I feel like that that always fluctuates. I mean, video is just one of those areas that's I feel so oversaturated that you have to think so outside the box and do something so different in order to get a view. So It depends. Like something that I spend a couple days shooting and a couple days editing. I mean, I want to get over the course like uh, of a year. I'd like it if it's two hundred thousand over the course of a year. I feel like that was a successful high end video, and that's not even really that good. Um, I mean, I think had had we been had this production value back in two thousand eight or earlier. Those videos would be in the multi-millions, but um, you know, there's so many people doing videos now to get somebody's interest and get them to click on a link to watch a video for the entire three or four minutes. That's becoming more and more challenging. So I feel like um, even last year, our New Year's video came out and it was like at 120 in, in two days and our one this year, which I feel was way better than the last year's, um, you know, it's at half that. So I don't know, it's always this, this, this battle of what you think it's going to get and what it's I, I don't know, and and even talent, it's just there's no formula for knowing what something's going to do. It's just you got to go out there and do it and, um, and and try your best, I guess. Yeah, as NAR would say back in the day, you just got to give two hundred percent and <laughs> and hope, hope it turns out. So right. Uh, I don't know, but uh, for example, we did we did something with uh, Team One Hundred Percent and Glamis uh, with the Geico guys and Marvin and uh, Dean Ferris uh, at the beginning of December for their team intro. Yep. And I feel like you know what—that as a marketing director for a company, that's what you got to do. If you want somebody to watch your team intro, you can't just show up to the test track, getting the guys whipping over a few triples, and expect that to get good views. But we went out to Glamis, and the guys weren't necessarily crazy balls out or doing uh, extravagant stuff. But you know what? We still got them out there. We still got some cool shots, and you know, I, I think that's what matters. At least you're doing something different.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and we, we've tried to do the same thing, too, just for the fun stuff that we do on the side, for the little projects that we do. It's always kind of like, okay, you're going to this race. Think about at least a song and, and have an idea of how you can say, all right, this is your typical shots that you're going to see. What can I then do different? Like, wh- how do I, this is this, you know, you set up a shot. And you're like, this is normal. Now, how do I make that look a little different? You know, so it, you got to keep trying and just keep pushing it and just see how it works out. So I'm glad yeah. to hear that. How much what about aerial photography and, and where aerial video photography? I know that you have kinda you've kind of stretched into that a little bit with Axum, haven't you? Oh yeah. All right. Um, tell tell us about how you got into that and when where that kind of came from.
1: Yeah, you know what? Um we we do such high end stuff and uh sometimes like uh for example Red Bull signature series and uh we did shows both years that was at Loretta's uh we did a couple uh a lot of YouTube series for Red Bull. Um, a bunch of high-end commercials and even um, just one-off videos that uh, even our platinum series and aerial stuff was just something that was so expensive to have whether you either rent a helicopter full-size you know you're spending $500 an hour plus there or if you want to get an aerial unmanned rig out there it was you know a pretty absurd price too so it was one of these things where I wanted to have that tool on my job and be able to take our production to the next level and it was just it was at a time we could afford it. And I was like, you know, why don't we just take a bite and do this? And, um, you know, we start. it started off as something I just kind of want to do it for ourselves and have the availability. And then as we started doing jobs, we started getting calls, of people wanting us to do this and that and another. So it's one of those things that, um, I don't get to spend too much time doing it. And, uh, and Chris, my business partner on that side, the one that does it with me, he's also a helicopter pilot, like full time. So, wow. um, getting him away from work sometimes is a bit tedious as well. So, um, it, it's something that we're, I feel like we're really good at, and the equipment we have is still, um, bar none, the best technology out there in the world right now. So you'll see all these phantom, little small GoPro helicopters and uh, even ones that haul around 70s. But ours is a 70-pound is a rig that flies around to red for, for 12 minutes. So there's not very many people in the world doing that. So I still consider our aerial rig quite next level, and uh, we do it when we can.
0: Is it one of the big octocoppers like that carries a yeah. That rip- yeah? That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah, so it's
1: it's eight blades and uh, yeah, like the batteries on it are like twelve pounds a piece alone. And <laughs> yeah, we have this this gimbal on it called a Movi. That's brushless gimbals and like no matter the wind or speed, like this thing's just it looks like a Cineflex, which is uh, what they use on a full size helicopter. So it's uh, the technology now is just insanity, honestly. So yeah. Uh, yeah, instead of buying a house, I decided to buy a RC helicopter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, priorities for sure. <laughs> um, again, with talking with Rob Mitchell, he had a lot of a lot of interesting questions, and so some of those are kind of what I wanted to touch on. He had a good one. Um, it, it he mentioned he's like you know Wes and a lot of the guys that uh, that he does business with are trendsetters, um, and you guys were kind of some of the first ones out there to do a lot of work with the red camera. Um, with that, bringing in. A lot of what it's really well known for is is the high quality slow motion uh, footage yep. that you can create. Um, and so he was wondering. He's like he's seen a lot of people finding ways to to purchase red cameras, um, not even just rent, but to purchase those. And in reality, the only production that they're doing is is web videos. You know, no. Granted, yes, they are getting high quality uh, slow motion footage. But do you? I mean, I would imagine that that doesn't seem like a really good use of funds. Like, kind of, how do you feel that that trend is? is kind of moving.
1: You know what I think it's silly? I, I let me start with web videos. Like, I'll tell you once you work with the red and the footage that you get, you never want to go back to anything else. So even <laughs> if it is web video and you're watching it on a tiny tablet or whatever, I can tell you I can see the I know the difference. I can look at a 60. I can tell you exactly what something shot on and 1080p on YouTube, you can tell the difference. Um is it that big of a difference? Probably not to a normal person, but me, I can look at it, or anybody that does video can look at it and be like, "Damn, that's sick." Um, do I think it's worthy of if you're only doing web videos to go spend forty-five thousand dollars to get a camera? Probably not, but um, you know what? Like, I do so much other work; I have a few in my arsenal, and for me, I already have them. They're already paid for. It's like, why would I not want to keep? my work at that level like i feel like it take it helps everything stay that notch above what everybody else is doing and when everybody else catches up to us i like to sometimes start cog in the ranch and like even this camera here like it's just a it's just a zoom camera and it's punk rock and i sometimes like i'll start go use this for three months and won't even get out red so um i don't know when i feel like everybody starts doing the same thing i just start doing something different so um, right
0: <laughs> you're like i'm gonna bring up my old rebel
1: no, yeah. no I, you know what, I've never been much of a fan of the DSLRs. I used them when they first came out because they were so cheap, but oh, I I'd, uh, I'd just, uh, they're horrid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I really would like to get like a, or, or be able to maybe rent from borrowed lenses or something like that, like an FS700. Uh, yeah. you know, 200 and fer- 240 frames per second. I feel like you can get some decent slow-mo with that, and as well, yeah. it, it if, if that kind of a camera for me feels like I could step into what could possibly be one to two years down the road a, a red workflow. Yeah, you know, and, lear- and, and learn, but and
1: not to say, not to say that uh, a seventy or five D is even bad at this point. Like it, it depends your budget. Like if you had seventy five hundred dollars, go buy an FS seven hundred. Good on you. That's a, I would totally suggest that, but. I wouldn't tell somebody that's starting to get into it to go buy, go spend $7,500 to see if they like it or not. Like, right. you can get a 7D for 1500 bucks or whatever it is, plus a little kit lens. Go see how you do. See if you like shooting. See if you like editing. And if you got a knack for it, start stepping into it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That, the FS700 is certainly a great camera. Our, our guy Danny Stewart uses one. And, uh, and like I said, I, I still use like I got an EX1 up here, AF100, and uh, that's a Sony AX1. So I don't know, just depending on what I'm going to do or what track it is. If I know it's going to be dusty, I'll bring one camera versus another. Like I try yeah. to get stuff, I'm dirty stuff, and if I know I'm about to go get ravaged in the sand, I might as well ruin something that's already ruined.
0: <laughs> that's that's typically when I get calls too. Like hey. <laughs> Let's bring Brian Pierce out tonight because we always know he's a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the kind of party you're looking to have. Well, um, what, kind of, what kind of trend do you see just in general of the industry? Um, and, and this may be, I think that this question is kind of a broad spectrum, just for the fact that I kind of am looking for your take on where the industry is now and where you see it going and maybe how you kind of help, how, kind of, how you see yourself helping push the industry in in that direction.
1: I think the easiest way to say is, is people have started to learn what good and bad is, and they realize no matter what equipment somebody has, they know who can do a good job, and they know who does a shitty job. Um, even if they're both working on res, they both have aerial setups, they, they're starting to figure out, hey, you know what? You may be spending three times as much to do it with this person, or you might get Pay pennies over here to get the guy with the same same or same same equipment, but I feel like at the end of the day they realize what what product they're getting, and uh, it's been a it's been a slow process of people learning that yeah sometimes you got to pay what it's worth to get to get what you want. Um, So, in a a time where everything's becoming so saturated, everybody has a 70 or 5D and can go out and do things for a hundred dollars a day or whatever it is. People are starting to learn what quality is, and, and coming to the right people to get it done. Um, and and even with Ariel, like everybody and their brothers buying these five thousand or ten thousand dollar kit camera uh, rigs to, to fly around seventies or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're going to come to the right place to get it done right.
0: Yeah. So Interesting. Well, cool. No, I mean, I, I, that's, a, that's a good good insight for sure.
1: I, I'll just put it this way: like it's just like Ryan a riding dirt bike. He's done it since he's. Three years old. He knows how to write it, and yes, the other guys might be fast. Because they, but I, I've I've been filming for the past 15 years. I got the experience in production to know what's good, what's bad. I have the eye. I know, know who to hire. I know how to get the job done. So, um, I mean, I, that might sound arrogant, but at the same time, like it's uh, just like anything. When when it's your trade and you've done it for a long time, I just feel uh, I feel like that's that's your differentiation from somebody else. That's just just has money that just goes and buys all this stuff to oh I want to film dirt bikes now so I'm going to go spend 100 grand on this stuff and and try to try to get in this game and I I don't just it doesn't really work like that I wouldn't say.
0: Yeah. No, and I would agree. So that's definitely good insight. Okay, your biggest film inspiration outside of the moto and even action sports industry.
1: Oh man. That's tough. I've I've always looked up to Spike Jones for his like all his uh, all his uh, music video stuff. He's a uh, he's pretty sick. Um, it's hard to say because I, a lot of the stuff I watch is Amer- uh, action sports. So I mean, Kurt Morgan with Brain Farm is obviously a, a huge inspiration and in how good they are. And um, I don't know, even Ant Hill Films and Mountain Bike, they're amazing and. I don't know. I can tell you, everybody I work with now is a huge inspiration. I work with uh, Clay Porter a lot, and like he's the one that did Rebel Straight Rhythm stuff. And man, I can tell you, his, his mountain bike stuff is just absolutely amazing. And everything he's done in Moto this year. Um, I mean, I look at every guy I work with. Despite there, there a lot of these guys are calling us to come do aerial work now, which I'm getting to work with like these guys I've always looked up to, and I come and get to be part of their production uh, on the aerial side. So to see how they work and get to be part of it and see their end product they, they come up with is, uh been, that's really what's been happening over the past year is uh, is that. So, oh no, it's, uh, I can't say I have one inspiration that I'm like, that's my go-to guy to pick out, but uh, it's really, it's really looking all around.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, you mentioned you work with Clay Porter. Huge, uh you know, huge guy I look up to just because of kind of coming from the mountain bike uh, world side of things. How is it that you think, I would think downhill mountain biking on the World Cup level, which he does a lot of filming for, um, it doesn't seem like, it seems like it would be so niche that it would not be as big as it is. But I think that there there is so much more of a following in that sport alone than there is, I think sometimes in supercross or motocross. Oh,
1: uh, you know, what what what's the deal there? It's surfing, skateboard, snowboard. It costs $10,000 to get on a 450 these days. Um and you can get a snowboard for 500 bucks, high-end. You can get a surfboard for 300 bucks, probably go get one for 100 off Craigslist. Skateboard, 75 bucks. And mountain bikes the same way, like so many people can relate to mountain bikes because they've ridden a bicycle or they've ridden a mountain bike trail or they've even ridden a mountain bike down the road. So I feel like just your interest level, you you just attach to things that you've done before and a lot of people haven't rode a dirt bike. So it's hard for somebody that's never been around it to watch a dirt bike and be like, oh man, that's sick. Look at all that dirt flying everywhere. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, it's uh I, that's always what I've said. Like I, I just remember back in like oh2 when I was my mom made me buy my own bikes. Like for me to go buy a brand new KTM one twenty five, it was uh thirty six hundred dollars, I think. And that was actually feasible for me as a sixteen year old kid that was working at a restaurant, like I had saved up a thousand bucks and I was able to you know, I get a loan from my mom and pay her off over the course of the year or whatever it was. So, um, it's just not that way anymore. Like, I to get a bike now. What you're, you're six to ten thousand dollars in. It's just it's it's hard for somebody outside of Moto to relate to Moto. If that uh, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No. For sure. So. Coming up, new projects that you guys are working on. I remember when you guys first—I think when Verb first—kind of said something about buying a red camera. You guys had uh, kind of talked about a feature film. Didn't know if that was maybe still in the works, or if that just kind of like put on the shelf, or if if you know, there's other big projects coming up in the future that you. You guys know are what? It, uh, on.
1: Just just going back to me saying I, I've worked a lot with uh, producers over the past few years. Like I've I try to be like Little Wayne in a sense where I wanted my name on everybody's <laughs> album, like just going and making little cameos. So. Um, everything from Taylor Cogden's work in the Moto series since I've been helping him since Moto Two um, to Clay Porter and Cameron Bards stuff this year. Uh, we're doing a lot of work with a lot of new people. our Our stuff's all over Red Bull. Um, we've done a lot of stuff for motorsport. Um, uh But this year, I finally feel like we're at a point where Verb's big enough that we have an audience that could actually support a film that I want to do. Like the problem is like, hey, I want to go spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make this movie. But I can't risk spending that money and not making it back. So uh, I made one in 2009 when I was like, I think Verbs finally made it. And I spent like my life savings to go make this movie. And I was like, finally, I hope I make enough money to at least go buy a new camera or something. And I ended up making my money back. But I was like, you know what? It sucks to spend an entire year working on something. And think it's so good. And whether it was or not (laughs) is in question. But um, I, at the time, I felt it, it was pushing the sport, and it was doing something nobody else had done. So, uh, I don't know. It was kind of disheartening to um, to do that and and only make my money back. It's like, man, I worked all year pretty much for nothing. So, um, but going back to now, I feel as verb's big enough, and we got a huge enough audience that um, we could do it a DVD and have people support it to the level it needs to be supported. So. I definitely have it on my agenda this year. Uh, we'll probably start shooting in March and uh, get a few segments underneath our belt and see how how it's going and uh, and go from there.
0: Bitchin'. And I know who you're going to come to for all your 3D animation. Hell yeah, you know it. Bitchin'. Dig it. <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. Well, uh, we obviously loved having you on the show. This has been fantastic. It, 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 it teaches me a lot about all the crazy stuff that goes on in my mind. We've got guys <laughs> like Rob Mitchell out there. Um, yeah. And we all know, like you said, there are a lot of people out there that are going out and buying. You know, I shoot with a T3I Rebel because that's the body that I could buy. But yeah, then absolutely. I, I buy, I buy I a little on, bit.
1: I don't hate on that at all. I, yeah, I encourage kids to go do that. Like it's, it's awesome. The amount of emails I get and kids sending me videos, and um, I, I, I get a ton of emails a week at kids asking for feedback. And whenever I have time, like I always star them, and then like. Go back and answer them. Like, it's it, sometimes funny, like, it'll be six months later, and I'll have like a day where I don't have much to do. So I'll go through all my start emails <laughs> of these kids and like give them feedback. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry it's six months late, but you know, here's where you could improve, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, you know, I, I totally support all the up and comers. And if all you got the money to do is buy a T3i, go buy it. I mean, it's a it's a great hobby to get into, and it's sure sure the hell is fun. So go after it.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's been fun, and we got a lot of cool footage. Uh, from this past weekend's Toro. So we've got, you've kind of already kind of like said, Hey, this is what you guys should do going forward. But it's just, you know, last bits of advice. And maybe if people don't follow you or where they could find you, uh, kind of maybe, uh, throughout the social realm of the world. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Instagram is, uh, at verb West. If you want, a lot of times I just post behind the scenes stuff at our shoots. So you can see a lot of our helicopter stuff or even little behind the scenes videos or teasers or, uh, a lot of times, just any crazy happenings that are on our shoot. Um, I don't post photos of dogs or babies, so. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, everybody check out verbmoto.com and verboffroad.com. Um, we're going to be making a huge push on Virb off-road this year to really start hammering down that market and and digging deeper into the off road scene and and uh, and what we're trying to call good times dirt bikes. Like that's what we like to say off road racing is, or even even motocross racing is just hashtag good times dirt bikes. So. Anything and everything that kind of fits under that genre of of uh, dirt biking, that's what we're going to try to be at. And, uh, off-road certainly fits fits there. So we're going to be uh, all over the place this year, and I'm sure you'll see me get my hands dirty at the off-road races for sure.
0: Dig it. Well, cool, man. But yeah, any off-road race you're going to make it to, let me know. Hopefully I'm making it the same one we can, hi- can high five it out in the bar and then uh, we can uh, we can have That's
1: usually that's usually the problem though like we can't go to the bar the first night because the next day it's like oh my god it's so hot out here and it's dusty oh my god
0: <laughs> and the problem the reality is that it's actually 40 degrees it's just we're so hung over <laughs> yes. you know it's the issues you have to deal with in life when you hit your mid 30s it's just what i All have whoo. to do you know
1: yeah, i agree <laughs> Dates aren't always so fun are they
0: that's okay. I'm not always as good looking, so you know you just have to figure it out. You got to pick your pick your battles. Well, dude,
1: good hair product in today. I really like it.
0: <laughs> it's it's what I, I do.
1: I, I like what you've done here.
0: <laughs> so is my wife. She's like, hey, what's up? I just walk in the room and I'm like, who wants a mustache ride? She's like, ooh, me, me, me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'll uh, I'll certainly tune back into your show on Thursday with the camera pointed down a little bit lower just so I can see that mustache in action.
0: Pants off, dance off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Wes. Take it easy. Enjoy California. And go get in the water, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Later, Later, dude. All right. Cool. What a great time with Verb West. Obviously, we did have a little bit of technical difficulties. Nobody enjoys that, but it's part of what it is. So... Big thanks to him. Now, what's going on is that Fly Racing. Those guys are huge, huge supporters of Seat Time. I definitely want to give them uh, a big shout-out because not only did I get one of their cool new uh, 2014 shirts, the Moto Heart, which I love. Definitely one of my new favorite T-shirts. This past weekend, I got a chance to test out their new windproof jersey. I had talked about it in some of the later shows before we uh, went to break, but what was so great about this jersey is the fact that – is that it is completely windproof in the front and in the arms. So what the way it works is it's just a really thin I wouldn't say plastic, but the material is very is much thicker than any kind of cotton and it doesn't breathe in the front, but in the back it's extremely breathable. So it was 30 degrees with a wind chill of 10. And with that going on, I had that windproof jersey, the Fly Racing windproof jersey on and the Fly Racing long sleeve base layer on, and I was actually sweating. I did have the Tidal gloves on. Uh, which were fantastic. I was wearing my big uh, elephant ears on my hand guards because I have little, little uh, less than man hands, if you will. Uh, you could throw in dirty words as you will. But uh, I definitely recommend anyone who is winter riding or riding in snow or just tired of wearing big bulky jackets to go check out flyracing.com. Go to their jersey sections and they have the windproof jerseys there. They are absolutely fantastic. Um, definitely recommend those. There, I give it a five out of five. Five out of five. It is a great product. So go we'll take them out. And we definitely uh, say thank you very much to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. So we have our second guest on this evening. um, And if we go to him right now, it's actually his dog. Oh, that's so cute. Mr. Argubright, how is your evening going, dude?
2: It is great. How is yours going so far?
0: Man, great. We just got off uh, with Wes, talking to him about all the good stuff that's been going on with Verb. It's been interesting to hear a little bit more how he got into things, uh, doing what he's been doing and kind of where verbs started and all that kinds of jazz. So that was that was a good a good conversation. Did you get to have dinner this evening, or did you hold out for for the show?
2: I'm holding out. I'm 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 thinking I'm gonna go to like McDonald's after something. That's I'm that's so healthy. It is. It's a, it's a racer's diet.
0: Yes. Is that is that prescribed by Team Husky?
2: It is. No, it, it's <laughs> really
0: not. I'm kidding. Good good because that would suck, man. Oh my gosh. So I got two congratulations. One well. I kind of have like a happy birthday because you're 23 now, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, 23. I can't believe I'm 11 years older than you.
2: Uh, yeah, and I'm balding. If I had a really bad haircut, but I am balding.
0: I don't know. I mean, you're just you're, you're just looking for bad things at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, congratulations on your win. So I mean, Thank that's you. that's not just your first win of 2014, but that's North America Huskies' first 2000 win of 14. Of you know, like ever really, because it's been a yep. long time since they've had an off road team,
2: exactly. And it's my first uh, hair scrambles one, which is nice.
0: Nice. So, how many hair scrambles in that format have you done before?
2: One, I did Big Sky in 2012 and then this race,
0: okay. So, that was the, are you used to the uh, – Now, I have never done a hare and hound, and it looks like when they say go, you guys are bonsaiing it the whole time so yeah does, is it that much different when you're doing this two and a half hours just straight racing um for that uh for that hair scramble
2: yeah it gets it gets a little boring because you're doing it was like a 5.7 mile loop so we were i mean you pin it but after a while like you know the line so it gets a little little boring but and another aspect it's tough i mean the races i do are like three hours so that was that's in my time range but that was definitely it was a hard race it was it was hard
0: Tell us a little bit about the terrain. I don't think that the the West Coast Hair Scramble series, uh, or the East Coast for that matter, has has gotten a lot of attention lately. Um, but it looks like already that they're trying to put out a lot more press about these races, which I'm gr- grateful for. So tell us a little bit about the series, the organization, how things were run, and then of course, um, you know, the actual terrain and course itself.
2: Yeah, um, they should definitely get a lot more press. They have, you know, I've heard they have good races. Um, I've actually helped put on one so that was cool. Um, you know, the race, we showed up Friday, they had the track, the moto track we ran open to practice. So we did a little testing then. Um, then Saturday they had one race, which was like the sea riders before us. And then we were at one o'clock for two and a half hours. Nice. And then, yeah. So the course, the course was, um, a little bit of moto, a little bit of, hillside turns and then we had this one really really long sand wash we did that was most of the course um then we did some enduro cross and then some single track
0: that sounds like a lot of a good varied varied course Um, yeah
2: no it was good i definitely i liked the the this um the sand washes uh yeah yeah it was because it's my first race on the bike so i just i felt most comfortable in there and that's where i made all my passes
0: yeah Man, I, the sand washes in Texas, when you ride West Texas Enduros, and uh, if anybody's coming to race concho or has race concho, I'm talking a little bit more northwest of those, like uh, some of the like the old Lone Star Nationals and things like that. They have yeah. some sand washes out there. Dude, they suck so bad. I, like, uh, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, I, I know, I get the idea, you know, stay fast, stay light, stay up top, you know, don't get bogged down in the sand, but dude, I think I just suck or something, but man... Those things are so tough to just manhandle and be awesome at.
2: They are, but they make you they make you manly. If you're good at those, you're manly.
0: Nice. Well, see, and and Nick Farringer says that if you have a little bit more facial hair, then you automatically have more off-road skills right off the bat.
2: So uh, I hope that's true.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm like, Nick, you don't have much facial hair. They, so what are you saying they, about yourself?
2: Yeah, then you should have a lot.
0: I know. I know. Too bad I suck, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. You guys can make fun of me forever because, well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. But um, So besides, uh, you know, awesome congratulations on your first win for the West Coast Hair Scrambles Championship, yeah. is this a series that you're going to follow?
2: Yes, uh, I will be doing the whole series.
0: Okay, cool, cool. That's good to know. So now you've obviously – you're in the points chase. You're going to see if you can bring it down to the very end at the wire. Um, exactly. What about – Tell us a little bit more about the Husky team. When did you? When did all of this really start for you that you found out or you kind of were in works and talks of, of possibly being on this new team?
2: Um, what is it, January? Um, probably when well, we were serious about it
0: around August.
2: Wow, that,
0: that long ago. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, awesome. so it was a really long waiting game, um, big secret, but we didn't – I actually didn't sign anything till December, and that's when it really got serious. Um, and then it just went from there.
0: Man, and back then in August, was it? Were there other members that maybe aren't on the team now that were being talked about in the works?
2: Um, not that I know of. I knew I just was um, just talking to Andy about just just me. I didn't ask about anything else. Um, and, like I didn't even know what I was going to get, we talked about it, but like we waited for so long that oh hey moto, that <laughs> uh that at times i d- I just didn't think it was going to happen, but you know, I just kept waiting and it pulled through, so i'm I'm really excited,
0: yeah, I'm super stoked on it, so tell us about the launch that you guys had where you guys were out there, Cole Creek Patches taking pictures or doing video, and Cudby's doing pictures and stuff like that. How was that for you because I would imagine now that this is your first factory team to be a part of, that that was a whole new experience for you.
2: Yeah, that was that was a fun day. Um, we uh, got on the bike and started doing photos, and we actually got in trouble at Glen Helen. We uh, we found this little jump me and Mike made, and we were jumping out of bounds. And <laughs> when as we were jumping out of bounds, ripping up the trail, uh, this ranger comes along and is like it's like who's in charge here? And he uh, he got all pissed off at us and we uh the husky riders all jetted on our bikes because we didn't know what was going to happen right <laughs> but thanks thankfully christy from ktm took care of it no one got a ticket we were all good
0: nice <laughs> so you, you, in those situations you got along with everybody because do you you don't get a chance to see some of those east coast guys that often do you
2: no i i had never met um DeLong. i had met bob at once and actually they were really cool i hope they do well um I offered, you know, if they ever want to come out, they're still more than welcome. And I hope they do. I hope they come do some riding because I would like to go back East and do maybe one or two GNCCs if possible.
0: That would be really cool to see that. Um, We got some kind of conversations earlier when we were talking with Zach Huberty. I was going back and forth with him, and one of his interesting questions is he was wondering what the setup is going to look like, and if you know kind of how the West Coast Husky setup is going to look maybe versus the East Coast setup. So, you know, is there a semi that's going to be going around for the Husky team? Are you kind of in like a Husky sprinter? Are you in your own personal box van? Like, what does your setup work like, and do you know of, you know, kind of how the other setups look?
2: Um, I know there are two box fans. One is actually leaving soon to go to the East Coast, and the other one will stay here. And so I will, me, me and Mike will be pitting out of the East Coast, and DeLong and Bobbitt will be pitting out of the Sprinter in the uh, East Coast. Did I say East Coast?
0: Yes, but that, yeah, we do. Yeah, Yeah, you're West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and then, and you're going to be doing, obviously, the AMA West and Hound, um, is it Enduro Cross and Heron Hound on top of that?
2: Uh, okay, so I'll be doing the Hair Scrambles, Heron Hounds, King of the Motos, TKO, and some Select Enduro Cross.
0: Okay, Select Enduro Cross. So it, when it, maybe when it doesn't conflict with some of the other races that you're going to be doing.
2: Yeah, and it, it. I mean, I wish I could do endurocross, Cross, but there's just too many conflicting. And the problem is... There's two or three conflicting Heron Hound and Hair Scramble. So we're right. gonna to have to figure out what we do then.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and you said TKO. So have you done that? I don't think you've made it out east for that before, have you?
2: No. No, it's on my bucket list. I really want to do it.
0: Okay. And then I so, said, but you've done King of the Motos before? Yes. Okay, so from what you have experienced in King of the Motos, which is, you know, kind of an American hard enduro, but you've seen in the past three years what they've done at TKO. How are you going to prepare for the differences? Because there are plenty.
2: Um, I'm going to go play in the rocks and water them.
0: Yes, water them, and also make sure it's 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 at least a hundred degrees outside. And humid. Yeah, and yeah. humid. Add add humidity so that it feels like 120. Um, yeah. And I would I, wear something that constricts your breathing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate humidity. That's gonna, that's going to be the problem. I hate it.
0: Oh my gosh! So I think it's going to be interesting. You know. What's going to make it more interesting, Jacob, is that I'm going to be there too.
2: Are you going to race it?
0: Oh, I am going to race the Awesome. The super amateur slow, not pro version on Saturday. (laughs) Awesome. I just uh, just talked to to Ashley over at the Trials Training Center yesterday uh, and told her that all of my friends here in Texas, I mean, we have a whole contingency. By the time we get up there, they're going to have to change the name to the Texas Knockout because we're going to have so many Texas riders up there. Um, cool. But I, I just got so much crap from everybody for not committing that I finally was like, all right, fine, I'm going. So I told her, I'm going. I'm going to film on Sunday and be up there. We're going to still try to bring all our equipment and see if we can do nice. some live show after the fact. Um, so, and I was like, I want to race on Saturday. Can I do that? She's like, let's do it. I was like, in.
2: So if I give you enough shit, will you come do the and Hound then? Um,
0: I can't. Well, see, the here is why yes yes eventually yes here's why this is going to work out really well for me though is because the texas contingency was already going so they're just oh. making sure that i'm getting stuck in a place with a bike you know what i mean like yeah like, uh, they're just like all right we need to make sure we always keep a spot for woody to shove himself into so
2: yeah i gotcha
0: so we got george uh, in the chat room though says you can't duplicate the rocks at the tko he said just ask mark cook um, because I think he's tried multiple, multiple times. So you might have yeah, to... Yeah, well,
2: I, you know, I'll do my best, but yeah, he's right. Like, even, like, the GNCC stuff, you just you just can't replicate it out here. It's just so different. Each yeah. coast is so different.
0: Yep. And uh, it, you could tell it's like uh, the two years that uh, Cody Webb spent being a bridesmaid to frickin' Mike Brown, and then this past year when he took the win and Brown didn't even finish uh, the final... And obviously, something was going crazy, but Cody, it just, it just took him a while, but he figured it out. And he said, when, when he was on the show after the fact, he said a lot of it had to do with suspension. Um, that They just really dialed in the suspension a lot. So, really? Yeah. So, in that case, do you, are you going to have your own personal mechanic on the West Coast that's going to work specifically with you, or how, does, how is that going to come about?
2: Yes. We don't know what we're doing yet. We're still in the process. So, you're taking but, applications.
0: Yeah. If anybody yes, out there wants to possibly work on Jacob ArgyPright's bike. <laughs> yeah, you better you better get your application in. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot coming in, ladies and gentlemen. You really gotta push hard for this one.
1: <laughs> I yeah. like
0: it. No, um so then what about suspension? Do you know what then you're gonna be doing for that? Um yeah.
2: As of now, we are with WP and we're gonna be dealing with I think his name is Bart. And he's on the East Coast. Oh yeah, Bart Hayes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: we, yeah, we're going to be working with him.
0: Did you know that uh, Powersport Graphics, is, his other company, is also a sponsor of Seat Time?
2: Yes, and I think they may be the graphic sponsor.
0: Yep, they are. You, you can go. even get a discount code with uh, Powersport Graphics, which is ridepd.com. The discount code is Seat Time, so S-E-A-T-T-I-M-E. Save yourself 10% off of any order. So as you can really tell, nice. well, we, we don't even need to talk about the product that much. The Husky team, the brand new off-road Husky team that they're putting out, partnered with PowerSport Graphics and WP to be their part. I mean, hello. Obviously, it's a great product. You need to go check them out at rypg.com. When yes, you, you order anything, use the discount code CTIME, or if you call and talk to them, just be like, man, the guys at SeatTime talk you up. I want to see some of this great product on my bike. Cool. They even have seat time graphics for your bike. If you're like, man, I want a time bike, mm, they have that. You can do it. You can do it. So that was an easy way to say thank you very much for your support, Ride PG, and Power Sport Graphics, and Bart Hayes. You guys are awesome. Thank you. So I'm glad you brought that up, Mr. Argubright. You're welcome. Best tie in ever. So are you gonna call him and be like, hey, this is Jacob Argubright. I'd like to use my seat time discount code?
2: Yeah, that's right. And be <laughs> like, uh Maybe I'll get fifteen percent.
0: Yeah, hey, let's step it up a notch. <laughs> I think uh I think what we should do is we should talk to uh, Bart and see if we could slip in a seat time logo on your uh, on your husky. Like whenever they slap some graphics on it. <laughs>
2: I think I think they are
0: on it. Oh. They need to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they need to be. Shh,
0: shh. They're not. They should be, right? Yeah, yeah. Dig it. Well, um TC 450. So you're on the Moto 450 bike. Now there yes. is no TE 450. Yeah, Did you're right. they did they give you guys any kind of leeway to why that is?
2: Why there's no why uh, there's TV? like
0: yeah, why there's no husky four fifty enduro version.
2: I'm sorry, you cut out what? Mm.
0: Yes, like why there is no Husky Enduro four fifty.
2: Uh, I do not know why.
0: Okay. I have a feeling that it's because of the fact of KTM four fifty sales. The three fifty sales have been so good that the KTM 450 XC sales haven't been that good, and so they didn't want to brand one of the Huskies uh, to then be a competition to a bike that doesn't sell all that great. Just because, they're, not that it's not a good they're, bike. They're,
2: they're scared, even though, even though KTM owns Husky, they're scared that Husky's going to do better.
0: Oh, for sure. And, and I, have, I already won a Husky. <laughs>
2: yeah, right? And the Husky team is kicking ass this year and taking names.
0: Yes, uh, already started off first weekend of January. <laughs> that's right. Just getting it going. I dig it. Well, um, okay. So semi at the races, own your own mechanic, West Coast. So do you know then? So there's gonna be a sprinter van at what it sounds like on the East Coast as well for the GNCC series and uh, some of the other stuff that they're gonna be at. Yes, the Husky team. Okay, so we. Uh, that's what was one thing we were wondering. It's like obviously KTM is the semi. We know that this team, I guess, isn't as big. Um, as the KTM team, but you know, you guys deserve just as much respect and all that kinds of stuff. So it's kind of like, well, what, how does all of that play out? So sprinter vans. Okay. That'll work. That'll work. Um, were you able to keep any of your old sponsors or was it more of a package deal? Like it seems to be with KTM.
2: Uh, it's more of a package deal, but I still have, I have like one, at least three or four sponsors that I'm still sticking with.
0: What about your bars?
2: Oh no. What do you want to know?
0: You you're what what were you forced to run other people's bars? Yes. You were forced to run other bars. And
2: and they're not that bad.
0: They're just not as good.
2: They are just as good. So,
0: don't <laughs> tell me Cole. <laughs>
2: I saw him over Christmas and he gave me so much crap.
0: Oh, I bet, man. I bet. You should have. When I was, I was, I don't remember what I was doing, you, but I was looking you up, uh, you know, going through what I typically do, getting ready for it. And I was looking at all the Husky pictures and I was looking. And all of a sudden it just triggered. I looked at the bar pad and I was like, oh my gosh. And I like, I, know. I was like, it says Pro Taper. Oh my gosh. But you know what? So I was like, you can't run fast company flex bars anymore.
2: Maybe not now, maybe in the future, we'll never know, but they're both great companies. You know, I've ran, I actually used to run Pro Taper before Flex, and now I'm running them again. And I would I wouldn't if I had to choose a bar besides Flex, I would definitely choose Pro Taper. They are they are a great bar.
0: You're a good professional athlete and you're doing your sponsors proud. I I, I try know. as you should. It's your job now, like officially. Yeah. It like, is
2: yeah, it's official. It's <laughs> it's been like 2 weeks and It's
0: awesome. Fantastic. I love it. Um, Well, man, I had some other fun questions, and I just wanted to know what's going on. So what's next? I think you've got Heron Hound at the end of January. Is that correct?
2: Yes. January 25th, I have a Heron Hound, and then the weekend after, in the same desert, I have King of the Motos.
0: Okay. Uh, That's coming up early February. Awesome. So when it comes down to the Heron Hound, uh, obviously you know huge huge blow to just the whole damn industry about this what happened with Kirk Caselli. So going forward 2014 into the Heron Hound series, obviously I think you're going to be a really good contender. You've also got to win over a lot of great names. Um but besides you besides you being up there, who else do you see this year um really kind of uh, trying to put a mark on the Heron Hounds?
2: Uh Ivan Ramirez. He's blazing. Um Nick Burson, Justin Morrow, and actually, I just confirmed that Ricky Bravek will be doing the Hare and Hound series as well. So they will all be on fire. Well, we'll it'll be a good uh, uh, series to watch.
0: Wicked. So, when it comes down to me coming out and doing a Hare and Hound, do I need to be out there for a Saturday race or is it a Sunday race?
2: It uh, depends where you go. Okay. Um, most most of them are Sunday. Some of them are Saturday.
0: Most of them are Saturday. No, most of them are Sundays, some of them are Saturdays. Oh, some of them are Saturdays, okay. Well, then what yeah. I'm going to have to do is I'm going to at least have to look at the schedule and see what's in your Saturdays. Because I, yeah. I still am planning on doing the Baja Rally, so I definitely need to make it out west uh, once before that to do, uh, to, do some, to do some west coast testing, if you will.
2: <laughs> yes, and you're more, more than welcome to stay with us, and I will show you around.
0: You're like, here's a couch, welcome.
2: No, you get a room.
0: Ooh. special treatment. Special dig shoot. it dig it that's the way to do it that's the way to do it well dude um so you're 23 you've already got your first win you're on your first factory team i would say that things are in a pretty darn good place for you right now what would you think so
2: yes i would 100% agree um life is good life so is good.
0: so so like in a year you're gonna like pop the question and get and like ask meg to get married yes maybe <laughs> I love how clammed up people get about asking these fun questions. It's like, well, oh, I mean, oh, it, I, I, it, oh. It,
2: No, it's not that. If I told you yes and she may be watching, then it would, you know, she'd kind of know.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I totally don't want to give that away. Cause you, no. Not that it's going to happen tomorrow, Meg.
2: It could. You never know. I know,
0: I know. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. So we got guys... In the chat room, that are like, "Sweet, we got our Rod PG Graphics bolt-on. Hook this up." Bolt-on didn't put a a C-Time logo on their bike. Bolt-on, suck it, Bolt-on. What the <laughs> hell? That guy can't get any respect. Can't get maybe I should respect more people. But whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, Jacob. So you're gonna have a new website? Anything so we could talk about you more? You could talk about yourself more. Do I? Do I what? Do you gonna have like a big website talking about you being a badass husky rider and all the racing you're doing? No, I just gotta have a
2: Facebook and Instagram.
0: Okay. So Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram what yeah. do we look for? Are you just Jacob Argubright or what is it?
2: Uh it's uh my Facebook, Instagram and Twitter is Argubrite nine eleven.
0: Argubright nine eleven. Oh yeah. Dig it. Dig yeah. it. Cool. Well dude, I'm super stoked for you. I know you've gotta be super stoked. All your family, friends, and everybody close to you has gotta be super stoked. Yes. yes you know, this has been coming and for a long time, so
2: Yeah, we put a lot of work into it. I'm just Really happy with everything. Um, big thanks to my family. You know, this is a dream come true, so I, I have no complaints whatsoever.
0: Dig it. Well, cool. Well, again, we appreciate you being on the show. Uh, always keep us up to date, man. If anything comes up, just let us know. You're more than welcome to Skype on into the show. We go, we're here every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, so 6 for you Pacific peoples, weirdos. Um, but, dude, yeah, we, we want to stay because it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to watching how Husky – off-road and kind of moto you know once that gets going in 215 how it develops i think it's going to be really interesting and i really look forward to 2016 because that's when i think because all the real r&d starts now for the new new bikes and we're not going to really see things that weren't developed under the husaberg name really i don't think until 2016 so that's when it's going to get really really interesting so i can't i can't
2: i can't tell anything but i can tell you the 15 bikes are amazing
0: Oh. Oh. You can't tell me anything now I can't I call you later You might still not tell me anything I probably won't (laughs) Oh well Well cool Well you go home and not call me And not tell me anything Because that just sounds horrible And we're going to wrap this show up Alright Alright well Jacob Thank you very much for being on the first show of 2014 Great way to get it started Obviously did have some technical difficulties Getting things going But hey it wouldn't be a seat time without it. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. Everybody go follow Jacob Argibrite on all of his social networks if you don't already and tell him he's cute because he probably needs a boost morale-wise for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, I'm good.
0: Yeah, husky, bitches. <laughs> all right, dude. Take it easy. You have fun out
2: there. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Later. Later. All right, guys. So – Jacob Argybright, great things for that dude. The way that he's been kicking butt on that Husky already. I'm so glad that he's able to be on that team. Um, he's definitely been working really hard throughout the past couple of years trying to, you know, really, really get to a position where he could get a ride like this. And so glad that it's come together for him. Um, so, this has definitely been an interesting episode. We've had some technical difficulties, and I'm not going to lie, it's kind of. It's hard to, to, it's hard to stay focused the whole time, but hopefully I was doing it just enough for you guys to keep everybody on track and on target. Um, as we were talking about with the Flex Bar, so Fast Company, for those of you guys who, who haven't checked these out, out before, huge supporter of seat time. We got to go to the uh, Friends of Fast Ride uh, right before the Vegas Enduro Cross there in Washington, Utah. Absolutely amazing. The dudes there, Cole and Chris uh, that run the joint, are so cool. Jason, Skyler, all those guys there. They're they're all moto guys. They're they just they've guys that ride, and that's why they moved to Washington Utah is so that they could ride out of their parking lot and just just go. They don't have to load anything up. They don't have to do anything. And that's how into the dirt bike world, into the motorcycle industry, this company is. So go check them out at fastco.com. Um, definitely a product that I've been using for the past couple of months that I think is phenomenal is definitely the flex bars. Um, you need to check those out. Um, one, if you have any kind of ailments when it comes down to maybe uh, sore wrist tendonitis elbows uh, tennis elbow uh, myself I had shoulder surgery um, and that's when I called them called Cole and started talking to him about the bars and really kind of got on board with that and it's been phenomenal throughout my recovery it's been great for that so definitely go check them out um, I'm looking forward to my spoke torque wrench coming in so hopefully I can actually start getting those things tensioned correctly opposed to screwing it up and doing all kinds of stuff like that so We'll see. I'm not too sure, but we'll figure it out. So thank you very much, Fast Company, for your support of Seat Time. Please go check them out at fastco.com. So as we start to wrap things up, this has been episode 113. It has been a fantastic uh, time talking with uh, Wes Williams um, from Verb Moto and Axiom Collective, and then talking with Jacob Argubright, uh after his first win, 23rd birthday. Um, and the new Husky ride that he's got going, super excited for that. For those of you who don't know, this has been Seat Time. If you've made it this long and you have no idea what you're watching, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been interesting. Uh, so SeatTime.co is where you can uh, find out all the information um, about us. We archive all the shows there. Um, if you want to follow us on any of the social networks, we're on Facebook. So Facebook.com slash uh, Seat Twitter, Twitter.com slash Seat Time underscore CO. Of course, we're on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is just regular old Seat Time. And then we're on YouTube at Co. is where you can find us there. Um, that way you can subscribe to our channel. Um, whenever we archive these shows, bam, you'll just get an email. You can sign up for that, and I'll let you know you can watch it that way. If for some reason you're like, ah, you know what? I would rather listen to this in the garage and that kind of stuff, you can go to Stitcher uh, and iTunes and search for seat time. But it is two words. Uh, we just found out that there was a lot of people looking for it on iTunes but couldn't find it. Uh, but they were searching for it as one word. Uh, it is two, so seat space time, um, and then it'll come up as seat time, a pint full of awesome, and that's the way that you find this show, so please do it. Um, have fun out there, and it looks like we've got some chat going on in the chat rooms. Oh, yeah, they're just going back and forth with each other. They're just having fun. That is a way that you can get more involved in the show, if that's the case, if you're watching live and you want to do that. Uh, TLK.IO slash seat time uh, is the chat room, so that way next Tuesday you can find us. We will be back next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for another episode. It'll be episode 114. Uh, We look forward to it, and uh, we look forward to a little less technical difficulties. So I guess we're going to see what's going to happen. So thanks, guys. Seat time. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. And Eric Kudla, you're the man.